want to take a moment here, and Brandon, you can play a little background music, just alone uh, before God. And we've done this in one shape, way, shape, or form each, each week to take stock of where you're at in your heart and your minds in your devotion to Christ. And don't be afraid to do that. Repentance is, it, it ought not be scary. It is a gift. It is a gift from God. Uh, meditate on this verse from Revelation 2, 4, and 5. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Let's just spend some time uh, uh, considering, testing ourselves, asking God to search us, to draw us out. There may be something in your heart and your mind that God is leading you to, to repentance. Uh, so let's not be afraid to do that and just have that, that dialogue in our hearts with the Lord. If, if something comes to mind, you feel like God is, is revealing something to you, uh, bringing something to your mind or heart, uh, feel free to write that down. We're, we're just going to take a few minutes uh, on our own to have this time.
there's something significant that uh, you wrote down that God put on your heart, I, I just want to encourage you to share that with someone uh, at some point as we, as we move forward here. Last week, if you were here, uh, we just at one point took time to remember the ways that God ha- has answered our prayers, specific answers to prayer, uh, even in the last week and, of, of course, over the course of our, our lives. Uh, we're going to do that again. And, and I know some of you are asking God for specific things. And it's good to step back and remember the things that we've asked God and praise him for the ways that he's answered our, our prayers. And maybe, uh, maybe he's changed your desires. Uh, maybe uh, there's something different that your heart longs for. Uh, this week. I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you're at with that, but let's step back and just remember what we've been asking God and and, uh, acknowledge uh, the ways he's answered those prayers. So there's two verses here. This verse we've shared uh, each of the last two weeks, and it's from Deuteronomy 6.12. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. There's this biblical theme of remembrance, remembering what God has done, his faithfulness, to his people. And then the next verse I want to share that I think can guide this time that we're going to have in in small groups here in a minute is from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We ought to confidently bring our request to God. If you're worried tonight, and this is something you can do in this prayer time, if you're worried tonight, if you're struggling with anxiety, ask God for help. If there's a trial in your, in your life right now, ask God for help. And remember this phrase, it is so hard to do, but so freeing to do it with thanksgiving. Even in your trial, even in your anxiety, even in your struggle, to thank God as we ask him, as we make our request known to him, to thank him, to do it with, with praise. And you can even thank him for the trial and for the difficulty that you're going through right now. So a couple things here. Let's remember, let's remember what God has done, the prayers that we've prayed, the, the requests that we've made, even last week if you were here for this time. Let's remember that, give him thanks. Uh, and, and let's boldly, confidently make our requests known to God. Go to him with our struggles and our anxiety and our our desires, our requests. So I hope that's enough direction for you guys. If not, you'll figure something out. Uh, We're going to take five minutes or so. I want to ask you to get with with, uh, two or three people in a group, no more than that. Find out the person's name real quick and then just jump right in. The one rule we have that is unique to this four weeks is that when you, if you finish praying or there's long silence or whatever, we ask you to just still stay in that kind of posture of prayer, not talking and having conversation because that's going to distract the groups around you and I'll, I'll bring us back together in a few. So you can be with the people next to you. You can go elsewhere, whatever. Uh, take five minutes or so and, and we'll uh, remember what God has done and make our requests known to him.
God, we thank you for uh, hearing us, God. Thank you for the, the things that, Lord, the ways that you've disciplined us, God. Uh, thank you for the things, the trials that you've allowed in our lives, Lord, and, and the fact that you will, will take even evil things, Lord, Lord, and you will use them for uh, the, the blessing of those who love you and are called according to your purpose, God. Um, we remember that. We thank you for that, God. And, uh, and I, I pray that you would help us to trust you ultimately, God, and not, not some result or not in anything, Lord, but to trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I'd like to take uh, a few minutes here and just pray again all together for unity in our church, that we really would be unified in love under the lordship of Jesus Christ as a church. In John 17, Jesus says, my prayer is not for them alone, talking about the disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that's us, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Jesus desires so strongly unity in his body, in, in the church, in the, the, the universal church, uh, his, his bride. And we have this expression right here in this, in this local church where we have the opportunity to be unified under Jesus, to love one another in the way that he's commanded us to, to enjoy that, to fight for that. I mean, seriously, sometimes it's a fight to, to really be unified. And so let, let's take just again, out loud, one at a time, whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart, let's pray for unity of, of this church, of awakened church, that God would supernaturally unify us in a special way.
Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is kind of the first church in Acts chapter 2. And uh, man, this is, this is a beautiful picture of sincere devotion to God and incredible work of the Holy Spirit and the Lord adding to their number daily those who were being saved, those who were coming to Christ, Christ and putting their trust in Jesus. I don't know about you, but I, I hope this is your desire for our church, that, that we would grow with people being added to our number, coming into the family of God, confessing Jesus as Lord, being born again, it's God's desire for our church, and, and I, I hope in us, it's a, it's a burning, burning desire. Um, and so thinking about growth and, and the growth of our, of our church, of our local church, can, can we pray for a few things here? And we'll break up into groups to pray for these things. Uh, number one, I think these are up there, multiplication of home group leaders and home groups. We want our groups to multiply, to reach different parts of the city, to bring the gospel to as many people as possible and for leaders, new leaders to be raised up, even new ones to, to come to Christ and be raised up as, as strong, gifted leaders. Uh, number two, let's pray for, for human and financial resources for growth. That, that is God would provide the, the right spiritual gifts uh, for our church so that we can grow healthy, strong, and continue to, to expand for the kingdom and financial resources, that God would raise up uh, people who are gifted in giving and who have a strong vision for that to, uh, to use their resources for kingdom purposes. Uh, and then lastly, just as we grow, that our community of discipleship, and by that I mean discipleship towards Jesus, a devotion to him, living as, as his disciples would grow deeper, as more and more people are added to our number, that our depth of discipleship towards Jesus would grow also. And then, of course, whatever else comes to your mind. Let's uh, find a new group of people, okay? So not the person you came with. You're, you're not allowed to be in their group for this next one uh, or your spouse or whatever. Go find someone new, preferably that you don't know or you don't know super well. Find out their name uh, and just jump right in to praying for our church to grow in, in healthy ways. Got to be behind that. So I'll bring you back together in a few minutes here.
God, we pray that, um, Lord, you would direct us and help us to pursue you, seek you, and as we do that, to grow uh, far beyond what we could ever ask for or imagine on our own strength. In Jesus' name. Uh, you guys can stay in your same groups for this next one. We want to pray for cross-cultural missions. God, it's his heart to reach the world, and he will do that. He will do that. Before the throne, every ethnic group, every people will bow before him and worship him and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. And he's given us this mission as the church to make disciples of all nations, of all people groups. This is for, for everybody. This is for every single follower of Jesus sitting here tonight. Now, you may play a different part than others, but we want to be about this work as a church. And so here's a few prayer points uh, to, to consider in your group, and, and there may be other things that God brings to mind. Uh, pray for Allie and Brandon Palmer, who are, are taking a, a step um, towards aviation ministry. Uh, pray for our partnership with Frontiers, uh, who we're learning from, and, and we just respect the way they do cross-cultural missions so much. And Sarah Hertzler is on staff with them and part of our church. And pray for her as she kind of helps us take steps in our efforts towards cross-cultural missions. Uh, so pray for Frontiers, our partnership there, and for Sarah. Pray for China. Uh, man, Ryan and Christian, you heard from them last week. There's a lot going on there right now. Uh, there's, there's difficulty, there's persecution, and there's incredible opportunity for the gospel. Uh, pray for Italy. We've got several people in the church that are kind of considering how God would use them in Italy, the Latonans and Jeremiah Smith. You can pray for them and pray that God would just open up a door for the gospel there. And, and lastly, 1 Timothy 2.2. It's this passage that, first of all, prayers and petitions be made for kings and all those in authority, that we may, li essentially, that we may live at peace. We oftentimes think of this verse just in our own context to pray for our president or pray for our leaders or our mayor or our governor or whatever, and that's good. We ought to do that, but there's no boundary put in that passage. We should pray for authorities in other nations, other parts of the world that are prone to persecute Christians and that, that God would lead them so that our brothers and sisters uh, all around the world would be protected and would be able to live at peace and follow Jesus uh, in the way that he's leading them. So consider that as we pray here, and I'll give you a few minutes to pray through some of these things and then bring us back together.
Hey guys, there's one more, one more prompt tonight. And this is from Psalm 42, verses one and two. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul thirsts for you. So my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? This is the heart of David at his best, the desperate heart of a worshiper for God. He wants the Lord. He is unwilling to settle for lesser things. And this, this can be us, unwilling to settle for lesser things. But we're not there naturally. We're not there on our own. So I want to just ask you to get with a new group. And would you pray for yourself, others in the group, our church, that we would have a, a fervor for God, that we would be unwilling to settle for lesser things, that, we, that God would build in us a desperation, desperation for himself. Um, so take a few minutes to do that. Get, get with a new group, and I'll close us down here in a few minutes.
Amen. Amen. Um, I want to really encourage you guys to be here next week. Bring someone along with you next week. Just, just an idea. Bring, I think next week is kind of a climax. We've been working up to this. It's going to be a very special time, a little bit different than the last few weeks, but uh, I, I'm expecting God to do big things in, in our midst. You know, at the end of the day, we're going to see Jesus face to face. We're going to see him. He is going to come in glory, and we will get to live with him forever, forever. And none of us, none of us will be thinking or saying or believing, man, I just love Jesus too much. I was just too much of a Jesus freak. When we see him face to face, I was just, I was just too into it. Um, I was too zealous. I, I was too committed. I loved the word of God too much. I counted on him. I trusted him. I relied on him. It was just over the top. None of us is going to be saying to that. None of us is going to be thinking, feeling, or saying that. And may God work in us now. May he work in us now. We might feel those things now. We might be deceived. We might feel those things now. But may he work in us to grow our dependence on him, our love for him, our zeal for him. We can't sustain that. We cannot sustain that in our flesh. But we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. You're never too old to be zealous for God. You're never too old to, to learn a new level of commitment and love and devotion. Let's believe that. Even going into next Sunday night and as we live our lives this week and hopefully together in some sense, let's believe that. God has good things in store for us. He wants us to see him, to know him, to love him, to experience life and life to the full. Amen? We'll see you guys next week.